Let's turn to the book of 1 Corinthians, if we would, tonight. 1 Corinthians. Let's make it it 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter number 10. 2 Corinthians chapter number 10. If you can't find it in 2 Corinthians, go to 3 Corinthians, and uh, we'll be there in a minute. 2 Corinthians chapter uh, number 10. And it is exciting days, exciting times, and I'm looking forward to... Uh, seeing the Lord put all these things together, and I'm excited about uh, what the Lord's done for us and uh, reaching new people, and a lot of new people coming into the church, a lot of guests coming for the first time, and um, and uh, I'm just, and again, it was encouraging to me to be reminded of everything that's taking place. Uh, the first thing he said was like, where'd all your trees go? And I forget how much has been done. I was like, what trees? They're, they're missing? They're gone? Uh, but uh, uh, let's be faithful in the days ahead and look forward to what God has for us. And I just remind us, uh, just as things start moving, uh, to be patient and, uh, and uh, just, just go with the flow. Uh, something may be here one week and gone the next, and uh, we may have to move around a little bit, uh, but ultimately we're getting to uh, where uh, uh, we need to be. First Corinthians, or 2 Corinthians chapter number 10, I'm going to read one verse of Scripture. And I've got a, a little bit longer outline tonight, and so I want to deal with a subject that, if we're not careful, uh, can, can hinder us in our walk with the Lord, can hinder us with our Christian life. And that's verse number 12 uh, of Second Corinthians chapter number 10. The Bible says, For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves... And comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. The Bible, Paul is writing about comparison. Tonight I want to uh, teach on this subject, comparison, the enemy of the Christian. The enemy of the Christian. Comparison is not your friend. Comparison is your enemy. I'm going to be very practical tonight, but I think I'll be very helpful tonight if you allow me to be. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, thank you for uh, what you do for us on a weekly basis. May we grow tonight by what we hear in the study. May we be helped tonight. May we be uh, put on guard tonight uh, by tendencies that we sometimes have. And Father, I pray that uh, you would use the Bible study to help us strengthen your church. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Paul gives a warning concerning comparison. Uh, he says at the end of verse number 12, he says, are not wise. It's not wise to compare uh, yourself among yourself. Now, these that he is addressing, they had uh, taken a pharisaical approach to uh, compare uh, themselves among themselves. We're doing much better than they're doing, and, and we seem to be the standard. And they were a little critical of Paul and when Paul was with them and when Paul was away from them. And if you read the entire chapter, it gives you a little more context to what was going on uh, that would cause Paul to uh, address this. Um, They had set themselves up as the standard, which is never wise. Uh, But it's also true, as Paul addresses, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. So when you compare yourself to someone who seemingly is a success, it can give you a false sense of failure. Likewise, when you compare yourself to someone who has seemingly failed, you can get a false sense of success. 
And you and I, all of us, have to be reminded that God created us for a very specific, unique purpose. And it's a life that he's created for my life, he's created for me. Your life, he's created for you. And you're to, walk, you're to run your race, I'm to run my race. And he gives us a very specific uh, a warning about comparison. And I want to remind all of us that uh, we have a standard and it's not each other. We have uh, a, a, a standard to live up to and it's not one another. Now, at the end of the message, I'll address just for a moment uh, the fact that it's, I'm glad we have, a good exa- we have examples in our life. Uh, the right kind of Christian is the right kind of influence on us. Uh, but we got to be very careful not to compare ourselves. I warn us all the time, don't we as a church, we must not, keep, we must not look at this wicked world and say, well, we're better than the world because it doesn't take much to be better than this world. Uh, we, don't, we can't look amongst ourselves and say, well, I'm not as good. When Christ is our standard, he's the one we compare to. We're never going to reach that standard. Not to worry in eternity with him, but have our glorified bodies. Uh, but he is our standard, so we've got to be very, very careful not to compare ourselves. Uh, we must be reminded, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not comparing myself to you. You're not comparing yourself to me. I'm going to compare myself to me. I want to be closer to God today than I was yesterday. Now, if you compare yourself to you and you were closer to God yesterday than you are today, you're backsliding. Uh, don't wait till you're out in the world to say, hey, I've, I'm backslidden. We ought to be getting close to So what do I do? I want to compare myself. I, I, I want to compare myself in every year of my life today. Uh, what, where was I a year ago? This will help some of you because we're all saved at different times. Uh, we ha- have different backgrounds. We get information at different times in our life, and we have a tendency to come in, and it's one of the hardest things. That's why you as a Christian, you need to be patient with new Christians you need to be patient with people who ha- have never been taught the Word of God. Uh, just because you had it since you were a child doesn't mean everybody has. And we have a tendency, well, I, if I were them, you're not. Well, if, if they can see it my way, they don't. We've got we to be reminded of that. Let me give you the outline. It's a little bit longer than normal. Number one, comparison distracts from what God has done in your life. When you compare yourself to another Christian, you're looking at what God has done in their life when you ought to be focused on what God has done in your life. Comparison distracts from what God has done in your life. How many of you are saved tonight? You're on your way to heaven. That's good, isn't it? Uh, God saved you. He died on the cross. Jesus died on the cross for you. He's done a work in your life. Hey, have you, have you overcome some things in your life? Do you have a testimony that you could give and say, look what God's done for me? Don't compare. Boy, I, somebody else, well, I wish I had their story. I don't. I'm glad I got my story. Uh, c- comparison distracts from what God has done in your life. Don't get dissatisfied what God has done for you. Everybody has a story. Every story is a story of a miracle, the miracle that God has done in our life. See, when you compare yourself with somebody else, it distracts from what God has done in your life. My responsibility today is to rejoice in what God's done for me. I'm excited about what God's done for you. But I'm not going to compare what God, because I want to be excited about what God's done for me. Number two, comparison limits your potential. 
Comparison limits your potential. Every person in here, from over here to my left, all the way around the building, all the way over to my right, everybody in here has potential. Everybody in here has different potential. Not everybody in here, God has the same purpose for them to fulfill. So your standard of success is different than my standard of success. Based on what God has created, the life God has created for you. And if I'm focused on what somebody else is doing, if I'm focused on how somebody else is living, I'm focused on what was going on with them, it limits my potential. I'm not going to... St- when we all, we all at the judgment seat of Christ, and we give an account of our life, uh, we're going to say... You know, it's not going to happen like this. Jesus says, okay, tell me about, well, let me tell you so-and-so, and and let me tell you, no, no, it's it's about what did you do, Make how did you make good on the life that God has given you? Well, I didn't do what they did. It limits your potential when you are focused on what somebody else does. And let me just back up a little bit. I'm I'm taught when I say comparison, compare your life with somebody else's life, compare your children with somebody else's children. Compare your spouse with somebody else's spouse. Compare your home with somebody else's home. Uh, That's a dangerous thing because it distracts from what God has done in your life. And it distracts from, it limits your potential. We're success in our Christian life if we reach the potential that God has for us. And that's why the young people, the teenagers and the children, that's why your parents uh, push you like they do. That's why uh, your pastor is going to keep a standard for you because I want you to reach your potential. You, you have the privilege of growing up in the Emmanuel Baptist Church. Not every young person, not just in this world, but in this community has the opportunities that you have. And you're in a school where the education is up here. You're, you're in a church where we push you to reach your potential for the Lord and you're taught in your train. Well, I know so and so, and they're happy, and that you're telling them, no, no, no. I'm saying they may be perfectly content. They may be right with God, but they got a different level of potential than you have. It's about reaching my potential. When I'm comparing myself, we're at the same place, we're doing the same thing. That's why you can have one Christian at a certain place and another Christian at a certain place, and one's backslidden and one's not. Because there is a principle of direction, which way are you going? But there's also potential. You know, I, I, I grew up in a pastor's home. I, I've never, I haven't always understood what that meant. I'm not so sure I still understand what it means. But I realized at a young age that God gave me opportunity. I, don't have, I should not compare myself to some, someone else that's reaching my potential. It's what God has created for me. My wife grew up in a single home, a bus kid. She still had potential. And we get in trouble when we say, well, my situation is not like their situation, and, and because of this, I can't do. No, don't limit your potential for God. In comparison, limit your potential. You can be found faithful at the judgment seat of Christ if you just fulfill the life that God has given you. If God is what God has done for you, there's going to, I believe it's going to be this way. There's going to be some, for lack of a better way of describing it, who are seemingly ahead in their Christian life, but they're not going to get a crown of faithfulness. 
because they didn't fulfill the potential that they had. There's going to be some that seem to be behind and they never did what so-and-so did and they never, they, they, they never accomplished what so-and-so, but they fulfilled and did everything that God had for them to do. Don't limit your potential because you're comparing yourself to someone else. Number three, don't miss this one. I'm going to give you several subpoints under this one. Comparison minimizes the uniqueness of your race. Comparison minimizes the uniqueness of your race. My Bible reminds me that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. We joke about this. Boy, I'm sure God, glad God broke the mold when they made him. Well, truth of the matter is, that's the way it is for everybody. Why is it that we thank God? We say, we marvel. How can anybody believe in evolution? There's never even two snowflakes that are the same. That's, that's the creator. Snowflakes aren't even the same, but yet we as people are trying to be the same. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. Friend, there is nobody like you. So be you. Now be the best version of you. Grow. You know, we, we have to be what God has given us to be. It's the uniqueness of your race. Well, I wish I had, you know, and, I, and we tell our young people, if you, grow, if you grow up in a Christian home, you ought to take advantage of that, be thankful for that. But if you didn't, there's nothing wrong with you saying, man, I wish I'd have had those opportunities, but you didn't. So take advantage of what you have now and don't minimize the uniqueness of your race. It's your race. It's unique. I want to fulfill the life that God has created for me. But you've got to fulfill the life that God has created for you. And, and, and if you say, well, I, you know, I just, this is just all of that I could ever do. And this is what, well, if that's what God created you to do, do it. Every marriage isn't the same because the people aren't the same. Every home isn't the same because the people aren't the same. Comparison minimizes the uniqueness of your race. I want, I want to remind myself I'm special. And you can remind me of that too if you want to. What's that mean? I am unique. God made me. And I'm not like anybody else. God made you. You're not like anybody else. And we, we compare... That's a false comparison because we're trying to say, well, I, I, I sh they're doing this and I should be doing this or they're doing this and why am I not doing this? No, God made you different. And on that note, let me remind us that when you compare, it does not take into account your gifts. God gave all of us different gifts. That's the wonderful thing about the church. Everybody didn't have the same gift. Now, I enjoy the music, don't you? Week in and week out, we are just, we're spoiled. Maybe you're about to say, well, I wish I could sing, but I'm just not gifted. Well, I probably shouldn't use this illustration because just because you're in the choir don't mean you're gifted, but anyway. <laughs> well, we have a large choir, we have a good choir, but it wouldn't... It'd be kind of weird if everybody's in the choir. 
Who are you singing to? I don't know. Everybody has different gifts. Do not minimize your gift. Well, nobody sees me use my gift. You're doing it for God. You're doing it for God. See, when we compare amongst ourselves, we minimize the uniqueness of our race, and it does not take into account your gifts. Oh, I, would, I, I, I plead with Christians, and I remind us tonight, boy, serve the Lord with your life. Get, get involved in the local church. Your church needs you. Why? Because you have something that only you can offer. You may say, well, it's not as important, and you name all these things. But in God's eyes, it is because he gave you that gift. There are, there are things, in, and there's gifts that I believe that God has given me, but there's some things that I don't believe God has given me, and so therefore, the people around me have those gifts. That's the way God designed it. When God created this world and he, created, he had you and me in mind, he knew when we'd be reached with the gospel. He knew we'd all be assembled here. He put us all here together to do a work for him, which means your gift is important. The only gift I have is I just never met a stranger. That's a pretty good gift. Boy, it minimizes didn't take into account your gifts. So see what I'm saying? You say, well, this person seems to be here, but I can't, I haven't achieved that. Well, they have different gifts than you. Uh, it does not tell the whole story either. It doesn't tell the whole story. Somebody who grew up in one kind of home is going to have a different story than somebody who grew up in a different kind of home. That's why my kids are almost grown, so I'll go ahead and use this, this illustration. You can't compare... Bus kids to preacher's kids. This is what usually happens. Well, they're the preacher's kids. They ought to know, but I know they're kids. Well, if I had that, I'd appreciate it more, but you didn't. It's all they've ever known. This is true of church kids. Well, I didn't grow up that way, and I would appreciate it more. No, you wouldn't if you grew up the same way they grew up. It's because it's all you've ever known. We have to be reminded of that. Uh, you can't compare. Why? Because everybody, it doesn't tell the whole story. You don't know what everybody's come from. You don't know everybody's background. That's why we don't compare amongst ourselves. That's why we have a standard in, that's laid out in Scripture that we try and achieve by being like our Lord. It also, when we think about the uniqueness of our race, let me remind you tonight, listen to your pastor, it's about your progress. Pastor, I just haven't, I just haven't done, that's not where so-and-so is. And I'm sitting there thinking, I wish I could, I wish I could convey to you, as your pastor, how proud I am of you. Because it's not about you at the being at the same level as somebody else. It's about your progress. Because, see, I remember the first time I met you. I remember the first time you walked in my office and said, Pastor, I need help. I remember where you were when you got saved. It's about your progress. See, the devil uses this. The devil uses this. Well, you're never going to measure up. You're never going to fit in. 
You're never going to. Let's not compare ourselves. Your, I mean, your kids are never going to be. You don't have the whole story. You don't know what kind of drugs they got them on so they behave that way. You, know, you don't know the whole story. It's about your progress. How far you've come. What God has done in your life. Hey, your child is different than everybody else's child. You know what they've overcome. You know what they deal with. You, you know the struggles that they've had. Nobody else knows it. Nobody else may know it. But let me remind you, it's about your progress. You know, you know the things that have taken... Not everybody in here, and I don't. there's things that you should never discuss. Uh, maybe this comes from your background, but not everybody's going to know that. And you, you say, well, I just don't think I can... How far have you come? How far has God brought you? It's your unique story. It's your unique life. It is your home that pleases God. It's your marriage. It's about your progress. If you're not happy where you are right now, don't get discouraged by comparing yourself to somebody else. Make some progress. Improve today from where you were yesterday. A lot of my time as a pastor is, 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 is with... I pastor by text so many times. That's okay. You know, it's, but the, if somebody will come in and see me, and, pastor, and I have to remind them, do you remember where you were? We had this conversation a year ago. I mean, remind, it's about your progress. This is a danger. This is a great church. There's a lot of season. I mean, the ladies' fellowship, I... I got convinced to give the challenge. The pastor's wife's very persuasive. But there's over 100 ladies here Monday night. And at the end, my wife had those that have been stand for a long time. And several over four, ladies here over 40 years. And, of course, there's many here over 30 years. There's a lot of seasoned Christians here. If you're not careful, you'll compare yourself to their situation, but it's about your progress. Sometimes young couples get frustrated because they don't have the, seem to have the problems that somebody who's been married 40 years. Well, they don't have the, They stopped caring 20 years ago, okay? You still care. So, so don't com, you can't compare. It's about your progress. Then considering comparison minimizes the uniqueness of your race. I'll also say this, we go, through difficult, we go through different things at different times. Different things at different times. So-and-so seems to be, well, you know, they may be going through, through something different at a different time than you did. That's why parents, be careful with your children comparing them. I, I, I remind the teachers this in our school at the beginning of every year. Every child's different. Every child progresses differently. Some, some children that get written off, be very careful. So whether they're, never, they're just, they may be behind. Be careful, they may be your pastor one day. Um, which now that I'm on this side, if I look at the kids in our school, it's like, oh, how of the world. Anyway, be careful. Some, some it clicks later. And that's why if you, if you work with young people and parents, let me help you. If you have a child and 
that's, that's in, our, in our elementary program and in our teen program. And be careful comparing them to another child. Well, they seem to, their academics seem to, well, one child may get it later. You've got to be reminded of that. They're not, all, not all children are going to have the same talents, have the same abilities, come from the same, same situation. We go through different things at different times. Uh, we all have trials. Sometimes we experience similar trials, not at the same time. Things may be going very well for you and not well for somebody. Well, I just can't seem to get it all together. Well, you just weren't around when they didn't have it all together. And if truth be known, trust me, let me tell you, they don't have it all together either. This is all reminding us of the uniqueness of our race. And when we compare, it minimizes the fact that God made, he, he were fearfully and wonderfully made. And I believe this in my whole heart. God designs a life. He designs a will. He designs a purpose. And he creates a person to fulfill it. He didn't design you, then create a purpose. I believe he creates a purpose and designs a purpose, a person to fulfill that purpose. See, so all, all I ever did was rear my children. That was your purpose. Well, I just taught four-year-olds in Sunday school for that was your purpose. Well, that's not that's not as prestigious as as, you know, Sunday school class of what, you know, whatever, singles or whatever, well, switch sometimes and you'll both be glad that God made you where he made you. The point I'm making is when we compare, we, 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 we minimize the uniqueness. And I wonder, if nothing else, I'm reminding you tonight, you're so special to God that God created a path just for you. Of the billions of people on this planet and the billions that have ever lived, God designed something uniquely for you that only you could fulfill. And when we compare ourselves amongst, got to remember, we go through different t- things at, d- at different times. I, I see some of these, again, my, my children aren't all grown. They're, 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 they're almost grown. But I see some of these new, new, new parents and these with young babies. And I just smile. <laughs> I say, oh, can I hold them for a minute? And I enjoy holding them. I enjoy messing with them. Then I give them back. I say, run along now, you know. Uh, different things. That, well, I wish I could. You're going through something at a different time than somebody else. Number four, comparison creates cynicism and bitterness. There's a lot of cynical Christians, and it's because you've been comparing yourself to somebody else and not your own race. Well, I just don't think they're sincere. Why would you, why, why would you be concerned about that? Why would you come to that conclusion if you're not comparing yourself? Well, they're just not as invested as I am. How do do you know? They're just not as dedicated as I am. How how do you know? And sometimes I get frustrated at that because I've been at their house at 9 o'clock at night during crisis hour. I've had the situation in my office. I know the burden. I know the heartache. I know, well, I just, I just don't know what their problem is. Um, well, it creates a lot of cynicism. I'm the only one ever. I wish somebody else would, would help out around here. Now, we, don't, we have a good spirit here. This is to remind us 
You can become very cynical when you start comparing yourself to other people. And it's good for the staff of, of, the, of a main Baptist church and all the ministers to hear this too. Not everybody's got the same job description you have. Well, well I just, I'd put it in so many more. If you ever want to compare your schedule to mine, whenever I hear some whine, I say, how does that do this? I said, hey, I'll trade you for one week. You pay the electric bill here and I'll pay your electric bill. You'll turn the light off when you leave the restroom if you do that. Um, don't get bitter. It's hard for bitter Christians to come back. I'm reminded of Philippians 4.11, not that I speak in respect of want, for I've learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I need to be content with what God has for me. Never content with the growth. Never content with where I am, but be content with what God has for me. Because God creates different paths for all of us. When you begin to compare, if you compare, be, be careful. I love the, we just had the, the, the music recital. Wonderful music recital. Well, my child doesn't do what, don't compare. God's got something different for your child. Now, your child may not have practiced either, but, you know. And then when it comes to athletics, it comes to music, it comes to grades, it comes to all those things. It, 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 you would get a false sense, and if you're not careful, you'll be, you can become cynical at your, own, at your own family because you're holding them to a standard that's not fair because God created them different. God created us all different talents. God created us all different abilities. And what we ought to be striving for all of us is to be the best that we can be. As a man, be the best father and husband that you can be. As a lady, be the best mother and wife that you can be. As a child, just don't mess too many things up for mom and dad. I mean, that's, that's an accomplishment. As a Christian, can I be the best Christian that I can be? If, if you're a Sunday school teacher, let me be the best Sunday school teacher that I can be. If you sing in the choir, let me be the best choir member that I can be. But you said, well, somebody else isn't as, as faithful. Well, don't worry about them. You be faithful. It creates cynicism and bitterness. There's a lot of people who blame Bible-believing churches and blame Christianity for their situation and them getting cynical. And it comes from they made assumptions about everybody around them that could only be made because they're comparing their situation to their, their situation. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of preachers that are bitter in the ministry. That's why, you, 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 by the way, Brother Sellers is going to be here to preach for us on, on the 22nd for Preach the Word Sunday. I'll use him as an illustration because he's been our friend for years. I love Brother Sellers. Brother Sellers has been in Podunk, Georgia. If you've been there, you know, one traffic light going on 40 years now. 1,500 population, and that's on a good day. but he is a man that is comfortable with who he is and where God has him. I'll say this because I know the man very well. There's going to be a lot of big-name preachers that are going to be standing behind him at the judgment seat of Christ because he's just run his... There's a lot of preachers that get cynical and they get bitter. Well, I think I should have... Man, we get to, we get to, we get to preach the name of Jesus. 
It doesn't get any better. Give me two people or give me 2,000. I get to preach the name of Jesus. Number five. I hope this makes all makes sense. Comparison limits you. Comparison limits you. You take athletics. The greatest athletes aren't comparing themselves to anybody else but themselves. They push themselves. Comparison limits you. You and God will make you the best Christian that you can be. I go back to one of the opening statements I made. When you compare yourself to someone who seemingly is a success, you can get a false sense of failure. Well, I can't, I can't, stri- I can't hit that anyway. Maybe you're not supposed to. God knows the talents he gave you. God knows the talents he didn't give you. God knows what your background was from. God knows how old you were when you got saved. God knows the things you've had to overcome. God knows your situation. And at the same time, don't use all those things as an excuse. Well, I guess, you know, there's some things I've had to overcome. Okay, well, don't let that limit you. Well, there's some mistakes. Don't let that limit you. Well, Pastor, if, if you, you just don't understand, you grew up different, that doesn't mean that our God is any different. God has something for each and every one of us, and comparison will limit you. Be the best Christian you can be. Be the best version of you for the Lord that you can be. Don't limit yourself. And then number six, comparison. If you refuse to listen to these five, listen to number six. Comparison robs your loved ones of the best version of you. Comparison robs your loved ones of the best version of you. These kids don't need anybody else's. Your kids don't need anybody else's mama. They need you. Ladies, they need you. Well, Pastor, I'm a hot mess. Well, be the best hot mess you can be. God, God knew who you were when he gave you your... You can tell who the hot messes were. They knew exactly what I was talking about. When God gave you your child, God, God, God knew all about you. Well, I came from a broken home, or we had a broken home. God knows all that. Comparison robs your loved ones of the best version of you. Every husband ought to decide, I'm going to be the best version of me that I could be. If I'm comparing myself, if I'm, well, I just can't bring home what somebody else could bring home for the family. Bring home what, they don't want somebody else, they want you. They want the best version of you. Don't rob your family Don't rob your children. Don't rob your spouse of what you could be. And a lot of times, a lot of times, a lot of times, it's it's something that stays as a burden in in, in this pastor's heart. And it's, it's one of the things I pray for often when there's some who do stumble and some who do make mistakes and some who get away from the Lord. It's such a big obstacle for them to get back because you know why? 
It's, well, I see so-and-so, and I see so-and-so, and I see they haven't been. Number one, you don't know who has and who has not been there. I mean, there's, there's stories of God's grace in all of us, certainly those that God has been good to and allowed to come back to fellowship with Him. The bottom line is, no matter how inadequate I feel, I don't want to rob those who are counting on me of being the best version that I can be. And that's what comparison does. It gives us a false sense of, well, you know, at least I'm a better dad than him. Well, that may be, and you're describing somebody who don't even come home half the time, that's a low standard. On the other end of that is, well, I can never be, just be who you're supposed to be. Let me conclude with this. In Proverbs 27, 17, the Bible says, Iron sharpeneth iron, one of my favorite verses. So a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. The Bible tells us that we should sharpen one another, the countenance of his friend, use others as motivation, not competition. If we're around the right kind of people, it will make us better. Let me help you, and especially the, 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 the singles. This will help. This will help everybody, but the singles, listen to me. If you're the best Christian in your group, you need to get into a different group because you can't grow. Uh, that's why, you know, we, if we all grow, that's going to help us all grow. Um. I'm not teaching tonight that you shouldn't use people as an example. I'm not teaching tonight that people don't help us grow. What I'm saying is I'm not going to compare my situation to their situation, my talents to their talents, and my opportunity to their opportunity. But I want to use, I want to use each person and say, well, that's an area that, man, I can improve in. That's where using athletics, those, those, those athletes who are the best, they, they're, not, they're not comparing themselves, but they are sharpening themselves. And so it's not competition. It's we use others as motivation and maturity. And then I'll leave us with this, Hebrews 12, 1, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us, And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. I want you to turn. I got three minutes. I want you to turn to Hebrews 12 real quick. I want you to see this. I want to point something out. Because all of this that I've given you is very good, very helpful. Well, I think this ties it up. Hebrews chapter 12. Are you there? Verse number one, you know the verse. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race. I'll say these last five words with me. Ready? That is set before us. What that saying? Run with patience the race, your race. Not my race. Your race. 
When you're running your race and only your race, you're, you're carrying burdens that God designed for you. You're overcoming things that God allowed to come into your life. You are dealing with circumstances that God's allowed. You are giving Him honor and glory as He has created you. That's your race. With this in mind, let's back up a little bit. We lay aside every weight in the sin which does so easily beset us. I've heard this preached. I've preached it. Whatever that sin is, everybody's got a sin that, that, that we deal with, and it takes us down and knocks us down. Hold on. I'm, I'm not saying that's not true. But there's a sin that besets every man, and it's the sin of pride. Pride is a weight every man has. Pride is a sin that causes every man to stumble. We begin to compare, we are dealing with our pride. So when we compare and we start drawing these conclusions, we're really dealing with our pride. So we can lay our pride aside and say, I'm going to run with patience the race that God set before me. You know what? You go home. You get those kids in your car, you drive home tonight, I want you to remind yourself, those are your kids that God gave you to rear. That's your race. It's not going to do you any good to talk about how this kid's a rebel over here, and this kid's uncontrollable over here, and this kid, he don't know what he's doing over here, unless those are all your kids. I mean, that, then, then deal with that. It does, does you no good. Does you no good to say, if that was my child... We've all thought it. But your race. Well, if I served in this capacity, well, how about where you are serving? Run that race. Well, if I didn't have this in my life or I didn't have to deal with this circumstance, God designed that for you. I don't understand why God allows certain things to be in, in one person's life and not the other. I don't understand why God would, would, would take somebody and, and, and alter their health and, 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 change, and make their race a little bit more difficult in certain circumstances. I don't understand that. I know God does it for His honor and for His glory. I'm supposed to run my race. You're supposed to run your race to the best of our ability. It's the race set before us. I don't know a lot about racing, but I know you're... I remember growing up playing football. That first coach I had, you run until you hear the whistle. You don't worry about who's behind you. You don't worry about who's next to you. You run until you hear the whistle. And if you ever, if you ever forgot to blow the whistle in practice, we just keep, just keep on running. Well, it's, it's a silly illustration, but you and I need to be reminded, God's, God set a race for each of us. And the only way I can, that means, you know what that means? It means all of us can win. All of us can succeed. All of us can hear the words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Because God's designed a race for all of us. My challenge tonight is you run your race. I run my race. We cheer for one another. We pray for one another. We let the competition, because we're both trying to achieve for Christ, help one another. I may see how, in the Bible, talks about 
in Titus, the aged women helping the younger women and, and the aged men helping the younger men. And certainly there's examples there. But you've got you to run your race. And let's not compare. Let's not compare to one another. We're all unique to him. Father, I pray that you'll help us tonight to make these applications.